wonderful to see you all, and we have a great Savior. If you have your Bible with you, can you please turn to Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2. Kiddos, you did so great. Can we have another round of applause for the kiddos? Way to go, guys. Really good. What a blessing. Kids are great, aren't they? Praise the Lord. Well, in Luke chapter 2, we're going to be reading a little bit about these shepherds coming. But before we talk about the shepherds, I want to tell you a little story. Once upon a time, this may be a true story, when, uh, when I was like 14-ish, something like that. Uh, my family went to Colorado, and we loved to go to Colorado, and we went in a little pop-up camper, and we'd go camping in Colorado, and that was one of our favorite things to do in the summer. And this particular year, we decided to go on a horseback riding trip. And so we went out, and we found this company that had horses, you know, the trail rides that you can do, and we all got on the horses, and we went through the mountains on this long horseback riding trip. And I don't know what the problem was on this particular ride, but something of my mom's horse had some kind of problem with my horse. And I don't know what had happened in the stable. I don't know what they had said or who took whose hay or what happened, but they were not okay with each other. And particularly the horse that my mother was riding, that horse was um, very angry about something. And so we are about a mile into this ride, about halfway maybe, two miles, I don't know, it was pretty far. And so we were riding, going along, and suddenly my brother, whose horse was, um, about to be retired, maybe, let's say, and had a round back. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a horse before, but usually the horse's backs don't usually just make a like concave shape, because if that happens, you can cinch that saddle down, but as, as tight as you cinch it, eventually it's just gonna kind of roll over. And so that's what happened to David. We're riding along, we're in the mountains, and he's going and he's talking, and all of a sudden he's kind of talking <laughs> sideways, and suddenly he's rolling, and he's just kind of going down a hill in Colorado in the mountains, and that's not where you want to be. And my mother's horse, we're going to name him Jasper. I don't know if it's his name, but let's say it was Jasper. Jasper decided in that moment that whatever the problem was that had happened in the stable, this was his chance to take it out on my horse, my wonderful, pleasant horse named Lady. Wonderful. She was a lady. She was a good horse. And so Jasper decides she's going to kick Lady. He's going to kick Lady. And so he rears up, seeing David rolling down now the mountain. He rears up and kicks as hard as this horse can three times, making contact zero times with the horse named Lady, instead making contact three times with my right knee. Just kicked, just kicked me a lot. And so here I am like, Oh! And when this happens, of course, I'm yelling because my leg hurts. My mother then is now bucked off the horse. She's now rolling down the mountain. So David and my mom both rolling down the mountain. And here I am standing there like, ah, my leg is hurt. And the trail person jumped down. And it was this, this girl. She was doing a great job. And she came over. And she looks at me. And the first thing she says, is your leg broken? I was like, I hope not. I hope it's not. And so thankfully, praise the Lord, it was OK. I stood up, walked around for a minute. We went down the mountain, recovered my brother and my mom, brought them back, separated the horses. And then the trail guide lady was like, well, we, we've got more to go. We got to just keep, we just got to keep riding at this point because we're in the mountains. So we remounted our horses. Now with good separation, we start going. By the time we got back, you can imagine we were pretty dirty. We didn't smell so great. Really, we smelled like horses. You ever smelled horses when they're hot and tired, walking through the mountains? 
They don't smell awesome. They don't smell great. So we didn't smell awesome. You know, my first job ever was at Babbler State Park Riding Stables. And uh, my first job ever was to clean out those stables. Horses are gross sometimes. You know, stables are gross sometimes. Did you know that horses and other animals, like sheep and, and things like that, they kind of just live in those stables. Their potty is in the stables. Their kitchen is in the stables, but not their shower. <laughs> they don't have a shower in the stables unless you take them out and actually bathe them. And so stables are pretty stinky places. And people who stay around animals all the time, whether they're riding the animals or whether they're living with the animals, they get pretty stinky too. And so in Luke chapter 2, we heard this morning about God sending his son Jesus. How fantastic. And in this passage that we read a little bit this morning, it says that in that same region, in verse 8, there were shepherds out in the field. What were they doing? They're watching the sheep. Do you know if you watch the sheep, you know where you got to be? It, yeah, with the sheep, right? Did you know that if you're at nighttime with the sheep, where do you think you sleep? Like with the sheep, right? Because your job is to protect them. That's what the shepherds do. But the shepherds live with the sheep. So how do you think the sheep smell? Like sheep, right? How do you think the shepherds smell? Probably like sheep too. Not so good. And then something happens. And in verse 9 it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and there was a light that shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that's for all the people. Ellis read that to us earlier. For unto you today is born a Savior. And do you know what they were supposed to do? What were they supposed to do? The shepherds. Go see the baby, right? That's what the angel said. You should go see the baby. But do you know what it doesn't say in here? It doesn't say that they waited till the next day and they went to the Motel 8 and they rented a room and got a shower and got cleaned up and then went over to Walmart and got some new clothes. It doesn't say they did that because they didn't. They went that very night and there was a sign to them. And do you know what the sign was? They were going to go into a stable, and in the manger, that's the food trough area where they put the food for the sheep, there was going to be a baby sitting in there. Isn't that a weird place to put the baby? Because you wouldn't normally put a baby like in, in the kitchen. That would be weird, right? You definitely wouldn't put the baby like in a bowl in the kitchen. And that's what the angel says. That's why it's so weird. It's because the shepherds are coming. First of all, you don't have a baby in a stable because it smells like sheep. Secondly, you don't put a baby inside the bowl of the sheep where they eat, but that's what they were going to find. And you know what? They come in. And when they come in, they come from darkness into the light that's inside the stable. And guess what it smells like? Sheep. And guess what they smell like? Sheep. And what do they see? Jesus. A baby and sheep, yes. And a drummer boy, evidently. I don't know in a food trough sitting inside. And that's a weird place to put a baby. But the angels had told them, if you see that, you'll know that this baby is the salvation of the world. Here's the amazing thing, kids. Did you know that in Ezekiel chapter 44, who was one of the prophets in the Old Testament, 
the Lord commanded the priests, who were the only people that were allowed to come really close to God's presence, the Lord commanded the priests that they had to wear special clothes, that those special clothes had to be totally clean, that they couldn't wear any wool, that's the sheep's clothes, that they shear off the wool that they take off to make into wool that we like to wear, like the itchy sweater sometimes. They couldn't wear any wool because the Lord said, when you come into my presence, you are not allowed to have any sweat on your body at all. And what's amazing here is that the shepherds are coming and they're not super clean. Guess what kind of clothes they probably have to keep warm? Probably wool clothes, not expensive cotton, nice clothes. And when they come in, they don't go get showered up first. They come in sweaty and gross and smelling like sheep and find baby Jesus, who we call in the Bible the Lamb of God, in the stable, who's sitting in the food trough. And this is the first time in history that somebody with sweat is allowed to come right up into the presence of God because this baby is different. This baby's sweat, this baby's work is going to make all people acceptable who believe in him. You see, here's the reality. Jesus came not to save people who were clean and beautiful and lovely and had perfect Walmart clothes. He came to save people who smelled like horses, who smelled like sheep, who lived out in the outcasts areas, people who would come in to him and they would not be able to bring their own work because it was not enough. Their sweat smelled too bad, like sheep and like horses, to be in God's presence. But instead, God sent his own son, whose sweat would be perfect, whose work would be perfect, who was destined to be the Lamb of God. You see, those flocks out there that the shepherds were taking care of, do you know what they used those sheep for? They would use them for sacrifices. Because what would happen is, God said, if you come into my presence, you have to bring a sacrifice. There has to be blood that has to come because you are guilty. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin, the result of sin, the punishment for disobedience is death. It's blood. And God sent his own son that his perfect blood would cover us. The lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. You see, Jesus was designed. He was he was his plan from the beginning with the Father. The second person of the Trinity became a man for us. And the plan forever was that he would die for us. And he would die on a cross. He would die like a lamb who was going to be slaughtered. And the first people who get to know that are shepherds who smell bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't bring our work before God. We can't bring the great sweat that we do. And there's a great lie in the world that if I just try enough or I do enough or I'm obedient enough or I clean my room enough or I pay my taxes right or I tithe enough or I, I wear the right clothes or I have the right degrees or I think I'm the right person or I love my family enough or I really put up with that boss at work a lot. The lie is that God will accept us, but the truth is he will not. The only way that he accepts us is if we throw ourselves on Jesus and say, Lord, your blood, your perfect work, your sweat is enough and not mine. I trust you and I trust what you've done. Kind of like when you're riding on a horse. Because when you're riding on a horse, you got to trust that that horse is going to hold you up and not kick you down a mountain 
and not make your mom fall off and not have a round back and your brother's going to fall off too. Did you know that the Lord is trustworthy? He's trustworthy. You can put all of your weight, all of your trust, all of yourself upon him and say, Lord, I trust you more than I trust me. I trust you more than I trust my sweat and my work. And that's the gospel is to say there's good news. Where our sweat is not enough, his sweat is perfect. Where our life is not enough, his is everything. And if you trust him, the Bible says that he cleanses us, he forgives us, he makes us new creations in him, and he calls us children of God so that you belong to him. Isn't that a great hope? How do you do that? You say, Lord, I need you. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sin and my sweat that I tried to put in. And instead, Lord, I trust you. If you believe that today, then you can know for certain that you belong to Jesus. He will never fail you. And you can put your whole weight upon him. He won't kick you down a mountain. He won't, you won't roll off his back. He's too good. Isn't that a great hope that we have? Now, when those shepherds came in to see baby Jesus and they saw him in that weird food trough in there, they walked out from dark place into a light place. Have you ever had that happen where it's really dark outside and then you walk in a bright place? How does that feel, kiddos? It's weird, isn't it? Whoa, it's so bright. Did you know that the Bible says that the, that the Lord Jesus is the light of the world? 